This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Please welcome the wickedly talented. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, good afternoon and good morning, <laughs> fam. Welcome to Hey oh, Fam. Wow. My name. My name is Levins and his name I'm is Angus. Angus. And welcome to the last, hopefully, the last Maybe. ever. Uh, the last Let's time not get we too ever... optimistic. We'll look like assholes. I'm, if... I'm an opt- everyone knows I'm the optimist of the, of the duo. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm saying... I don't know. We're optimist, it, optimistic in different areas, aren't we? We're, 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 we're going to be back together in the same room as of next mm. week for, for the rest of our lives. This will never happen again. There's never going to be another pandemic. So there's gonna be not even gonna be a second wave. It'll um, be weird starting a podcast and having not to um, stop it because of technology. <laughs> <laughs> just because we're idiots, or we well, say actually, something bad. Just because we, um, just before we started recording, you were like, "Oh, I have to visit an island in two <laughs> minutes, but don't worry, I don't have to look at it. I just have to go there." Yeah, I'm, I'm right now. I'm carrying about four hundred thousand dollars bells, sorry, worth of turnips, and I'm in. Line to go to someone to sell them for five eighty. They're Can you asking walk me for through this process. You, you, you sure. like a, a Discord channel or a Reddit group or something? Um, look, I'm going to flip this. I'm going to give you a full tour. There's this website called Turnip Exchange, okay. and it's like a so you just you can look for townsfolk items, anything. But obviously, its main draw card is you can go to islands with a high turnip rate, like high turnip selling price. But so someone goes on there and what they do, they're like, say tomorrow I wake up and I have, I was a good person and I had like $600 bells. I'd be like, oh, I should go to Turnip thing and sell them. I'm never going to do that. <laughs> but so what you do, you open it up and you put your Dodo code in and then you on the website say only want one or you can have like one to five maybe visitors at a time and you create a queue and it hides your dodo code. And then I look along and I'm like, oh shit, this person looks good. They're, they're not asking for anything outrageous. I might go there. I hit join the queue. And then like a queue of names is in front of me. So it shows me how many minutes people have spent in there. And then you move up the queue. And when it's your turn, a little box pops up and it's like, click to unveil the um, dodo code. And then you fly there and you just follow the person's instructions. So this person's um, said they don't want a fee. 
just leave a little tip if you're feeling so. So I'm going to leave a little tip, but you don't have to. Sometimes they're outrageous. They're like 10 Nook Mile tickets, which is like 20,000 bells, uh, Nook Mile points. Angus, is, of course, is talking about Doom Eternal. Uh, every, no, I'm every, talking every, about visiting my family. <laughs> every Sunday on, in Doom, yeah, Doom Eternal. See, oh, wow. Hey, I friend, you're up. Because you're, oh, wow, this is going to get li- Angus live visiting some so random gonna click. person's island. I've got the Dodo code. Fuck, I've got it. Okay, I'm in my airport right now. <laughs> I'm walking what? to the counter. I'm so chatting to Wilbur. No, he's not you, Wilbur. Orville. Do you do this every every week? Once a week. Usually midweek seems to be the special spot when things like go well. My Mine at the moment are heinous. They're selling for 80. So right now I'm top of the list. It says Angus and there's one person behind me. And so there's like 40 people behind me right now. And then That's they, it. yeah, it, it's pretty good. Like it's better than going on Twitter or better than talking to someone IRL, I guess. <laughs> it's better than not playing Animal Crossing. It's, yeah, but it's, I, I, it's, it's, how many hours do you, in do you think you are now of Animal Crossing? How, have like you one, surpassed one, three, Breath- one, three, five or 140. So no, you surpassed the wild Breath still, of the Wild? No, that's still bigger. Wow. I know because I got a new uh, SD card yesterday and was looking at all the games to re-download from the cloud and Breath of the Wild was number one still. So that, that that's as of yesterday. Thing, it could change. It, it on could change. One Dodo code visit after after another. Yeah. It's pretty that's funny. So, it's just so funny thinking back to the start of the year where you were like, yeah, I'm not going to play that. I was like, dumb baby game. No way I'm playing that. I'm not falling for all the cute like internet moments. <laughs> and I was like, oh, give it a chance, Angus. It's a perfect yeah. game to play with, with Like I with, said, with it was great friends. character development. It was. I, I wish I was a listener. That would have yeah, been we, an amazing. We completely swapped. <laughs> Archie begged me to play it today. And I was like, oh God, all right, fine. And then, It's amazing. I've, man, I bet I, I, I do wonder, and I said this before to you, would have I played it if there was no COVID and I was at home and... You know, like, I think the thing is, like, it does rely on the, being connected and having friends come over and stuff. And I don't know. I, I wonder if I probably would have ignored it were it not, a like, a, a pandemic that forced me to be here all the time. Yeah, sure. And it's, it it, like, it is that fucking trifecta sweet spot of, like, it is everyone's at home wanting to find a video game. It's a very accessible video game for non-gamers. And it's a, emulating, like, real life things that we found boring you know what i mean like I, I i wonder like if the world without covid like would this game even work yeah i mean you you love your favorite thing pre-covid was to walk along the beach and pick up shells and then sell them famously at the corner store. i was always picking weeds and then selling them to a weird dude in my street called leaf fuck this person has a bad internet connection so sometimes it relies on their end if you can get there or not oh right yeah so this is good. This episode will be dramatic about whether I get there or not. How many bells are you hoping to make? About 1.6 by the looks of things. 1.6 million? Yeah. And what will you do with the bells? So at the moment I'm doing some major um, town redesigning, which, you know, when you start the game, you kind of like just plot shit anywhere. And then later on you, you start to go like, oh no, I want it to look a little, you know, I want these things here. I want those things there. And so every time you move a house, it's like 150. Anytime you want to, sorry, it's 50,000. Anytime you want a bridge or an incline, it's anywhere for like, you know, 90 to 230. So like it all adds up making it look good. So I'm just kind of saving a bunch of bells to kind of just redo my island, essentially. Right. 
What does yeah. it look like? And it's going to be painstaking. Well, I'm glad you're not here tonight, actually, because at the moment there's a lot of things <laughs> moving. And it was looking good a few days ago, but then I got like, no, I don't like that. And then have started moving things. So, man, it just, that, that, I know that, this is like, I, that sounded so appealing to me at the start of the year before the game came out. Yeah. And you describing it now and, and me knowing what you have to do in order to pay for these like tiny little mm. movements. I just, it all just sounds like way it's too It's real life. I mean, it's just, I would hate it if it was easy. You know, it wouldn't be rewarding. Right. So then I think you get more of an appreciation when you see somebody's island and it's crazy and you're just like, oh, I know what you went through. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I definitely appreciate that. Like, there's that dude, Gary Witter, who... Um, oh, yeah, who wrote Rogue One and he's got the talk show. Yeah, yeah, he, he hosts a talk show um, in so his, cool. um, Animal Crossing Town and gets people to come in as their avatar. Yeah, you uh, had he Elijah Wood. A T-Pain. Yeah, T-Pain. T-Pain came in there. <laughs> and it's he amazing. played one of his songs, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I think, like... It's been the masterstroke of Nintendo, this generation. It's and the fact they're not being cunts and like telling Gary Widder not to do that. You know what I mean? It's basically like open source. Like people have been graduating on there. They've been holding like uh, college graduations on there. Weddings. It's yeah. I kind of love that. And it's where all those the imagery of the game is so synonymous with COVID. I find like maybe we the should weird try avatars. And- should we try and do a Hey Fam episode? Or is that just that just trying to do what Widder does? We should try and do something. Yeah, we should like do a my uh, a Tumix Island or something. Have like <laughs> cucumbers growing. Not that you can, but we can get someone to draw them and we can have signs. Like we can really figure we could really make a Tumix thing, a mic. We could have a bathhouse. Yep. Yeah, we could have yeah. some cool movie posters. Like I can put those movie posters in right now. We can scan them on on the website and get you the can remake, recreate Mike from my aunt's bedroom in Animal Crossing. That's great. Yeah, you can have a Leon poster on the wall like him. That's, uh, we can do all that. So uh, yeah, yeah. Ang- Angus yeah, we, is, uh, is seeding. It would be seeding very us to do something like after it's popular. So maybe we should do it down the line. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> on New Leaf, just on the DS one, the 3DS one. All yeah, right, so definitely. I've, I've flown to this person's island, right? And they've said, leave a nice tip. They're going to meet me at the airport. So I'm bringing a tip just to be nice. I don't know what their what name it, is. Gemma. Are you giving them bells or give them like mushrooms or something? Um, I am going to give them 10,000 bells. Shit. Petty, petty cash. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing to me. It means nothing. All right. So I'm you, can, you can get that by hitting a rock in your town every day. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I just had all my fruit harvest today. Um, I stopped. Then, that's one thing I stopped doing. I don't I don't grow fruit. I just grow money trees now. But when they, what about when they finish? Do they finish? I don't play it very often. No, I mean, what about when you pick them? They don't regrow money. Oh, really? They're like, oh, it's a one-time thing. Fruit is the, uh, the money. I, I, right, just, I, I, I'm an idiot. I assumed money was the money. No, foolish. That's why you fail at Animal Crossing. Money, money is the fruit. <laughs> All right, so I'm selling uh, my turnips. I'm speaking to one of the ratchet sons at the moment. <laughs> 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 they actually that would fit really. That that'd be they're, they're of Mike's ilk, I think. I think yeah, definitely. When they yeah, remove those little apr- I think when they remove those little aprons, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of um, older neighbors go. What's going on there? That, that's actually the in. name of. Of, of Tom Nook's third son. It's Timmy, Tommy, and Tom, Tumix. Tom Numick. <laughs> Tumix. <laughs> Tumix. Tumix. All right. So I've selected all of them in the very hard to weigh Animal Crossing style. He's saying, look at all the fine things you brought. 
So I'm only doing one run. I could be doing a lot more. Okay, I got 1.9 something. So that's pretty good. Close to 2 million. That's pretty good for one run. Wow, well done, bro. So now I'm loaded. Angus, now I will leave. I got, I got one thing to say to you. <laughs> yeah. Winning. <laughs> Hashtag winning. When I said, um, when we did our predictions of what we'll be doing and one of them was saying hashtag winning, you know, <laughs> you know I'm saying it. In your sleep. Seriously, when it, my bank account, my numbers are so thin now where it shows you how much money you've got because um, I've got so much money. They've made the font thin and ugly because they can't fit it all in. <laughs> I'm done. All right, that's it. I'm done. That was cool. Well, that's it. Animal Crossing. So that's, that's um, Turnip Exchange. The new segment every week on HeyFam. <laughs> Angus is going to go to some shitheads island and, and, and get a cool two million. Hey, Janelle was nice. <laughs> or Gemma. Janelle. Shouts to Janelle. The two. Janelle yeah. or Gemma, this episode goes out to you. Island, um, maybe three out of ten. It wasn't that good. Mine's sitting on a seven. <laughs> I thought mine was bad. I bumped mine up just then. Maybe that t- those 10,000 bells you gave her will help her get to at least a four. I know, I kind of feel bad giving her 10,000 for 1.9. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, see what I mean? It's got real person's problem. There's real 1% problems going on here. Real world money so shit. Will, will they like block you from coming in if you don't give them the tickets, if they request like 10 Tom Nook tickets or? If it's a tip, no. But then other people have like elaborate. Um, like labyrinths that you have to get through. Yeah, they'll have like it fenced off and stuff. That's so funny. And they'll be standing there and they're like, you can go through and yeah. What it's a wild. Game. It's so but I, I love I love that like people are like, oh, Nintendo should have their own online way of doing this. But I guarantee you, people just wouldn't use it as much as this. Like if Sony or another brand had like an online way where you did the marketplace and did stuff, it's just never as well made as like a fan's version. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. So I love the fact there's this third party site that has like no, you know, it's what one of the one of the things that run keeps this game running so well. Uh, in terms of like numbers and like I love that it's not an official app or something like I love that part of that game has made people create a system to share stuff there's also one called um uh, maybe it's like Nookazon or Amanook uh, yeah it's like an Amazon <laughs> but basically so what happens is if I went to your island and there was an item there that I wanted all I have to do is like touch it you drop it I touch it and then I can order it on my island it's like based on touch right and people have like set up this this website where you and like I wouldn't even do this. You go through all your items and you catalog it, and then you put it online. And if people are looking for like red chest of drawers because they're crazy, um, and that's what they need, they find it. And you're you can be you you're there, and you're like, I will give you this for it. So it's like an eBay basically or Amazon. Oh my god! And, and you're like, I can bells. send it to you, or you can send me money, or I can come over and drop it. Like it's up to you what you want to do. <laughs> It's kind of crazy. Like, that, I kind of love that it's spurred on these homemade things. And the guy's making, like, a lot of money from running that. It was I was reading it the other day. It was in, like, Forbes or something. It's like, yeah, guy right. who builds... And he's, like, true Tom nooking it, which is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, wow, that's a lot of Animal Crossing talk. I've been playing nothing but it. Like, I played other games for a bit, but I keep going back to it. I love that. It's that it's a, it's, repetitiveness. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing for you. I, I think, yeah, uh, it's just a nice little thing. It's a ritual. You know, I get to wake up not wake up but i get to like leave the house well i don't leave the house but you know i'd get up in the morning shower and kind of go to work and all that time now is like spent doing animal crossing before my first meeting yeah i guess because i know archie can play it i'll always be like oh i'll just let archie play it and then i get really frustrated because he never empties his fucking pockets and fucking disgusting yeah man as you could you could tell how anal i would be at the game 
He still had like 40 Easter eggs in his pocket. Disgusting. <laughs> Ban him from the game. They only come uh, over there and boot, boot camp him. He's coming. He's going back to school next Monday. And so maybe that will be what it takes to get me back into Animal Crossing. Maybe. Some, some time alone with, with Timmy and Tommy and Tumik. Yeah. <laughs> Timmy, Tommy, Tumik. Tumik's in the basement. Um, so last week on uh, Hey Fam, we actually gave Nintendo a bunch of shit. And I said like, oh, there's going to be no big announcements from Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Nintendo are really like, you know, drop. They just, they just don't give a fuck this year. The virus has fucked them. They're never going to put another game out ever in their lives. Literally that night, as per <laughs> usual. There was a trailer. Fucking um, for- Miyamoto's on YouTube, dragging, dropping, upload video. <laughs> yeah, totally. He said, the Hey Fan Boys have done it again. Put it out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we got an announcement for Paper Mario, the Origami King. Great um, title. Already game title of uh, 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would I would have liked some like decimal points in there somehow, like Paper Mario five point. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, Dream, yeah, <laughs> Hyper or, Dream, Origami King Dream, Prelude, Prelude, Prelude. two thousand door, thousand year door, Origami yeah. Drop King remake. Yeah, the, the Paper Mario, the nine hundred ninety ninth uh, yeah. door door, ninety nine and three quarters door. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they were getting a new Paper Mario game and this is something that I feel like, like there are like, there are so many Nintendo YouTube channels that like, you know, you watch one of their videos once and then YouTube is like, Hey, remember how you watched this oh, yeah. one video one time? It's like, Oh, Hey, that, 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 that guy Arlo who pretends to be a puppet. Um, he put out another uh, 10 videos today. Why don't you watch yeah. another 10 videos of him speculating about games that will never come out as a puppet? That sounds fun, it's right? Like, Levins? Absolutely. You like that not. one video. Um, but I feel like this is a game that like, like I know we, we, we will att- occasionally do Nintendo speculation maybe once a month, but there are channels where like, they're just like their, their system is built around, especially now, like putting out a video a day. And there's so many, they're like, wow, you get, get a load of these sales on the eShop this week. Or like, oh, have you heard the rumors about these games that might be coming out? And oh, Paper they've Mario, been saying the, the Mario remaster for like 10 years. Yeah, and Paper, Paper Mario, there's been a new game rumored for a long time. Um, I didn't play the last one on Wii U. Um, well, apparently I, I would, it sucked, right? It didn't suck anywhere near as much as the 3DS one. Oh, that's the one I meant. I got that one. I still have that one. I should get rid of it. Man, I hate why it. Did that, why did that one suck so much? Well, so the Paper Mario series rules because it is like the kind of spiritual It's a spin-off of the RPG, right? Yeah. Like the, the SNES. That was, I've played that, first of all, because that was never available in Australia. I remember playing that on a SNES emulator in the 64 era when I was in oh, high wow, school cool. for like 97, 98. But it was, it, was, it was out in the US, wasn't it? Yeah, and they re- it never came out in Australia. They released it as a... Um, it wasn't even released in Europe. Crazy. No, so it no, was, it was no, so no power weird. regions got it. It was it was developed by Square, um, and, and I think uh, it was called like the Seven Stars or something Legend like that. Legend of Secret. the Seven Stars, yeah. Fuck, and, um, man, that's that's it, going on like twenty year old, no, the twenty three year old memory. I played it when it was out on um, on Virtual Console on the Wii and finished it and loved it. It was <laughs> like just and so you would never weird. play it on the Switch. <laughs> It'll Isn't never it come. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's insane that every like <laughs> so many games. What did they announce this week? Like Tennis Man Nine and like Rally Box Two. <laughs> just Man like Nine. the fucking dumbest games. And they're like, here's an obtuse puzzler that from Japan <laughs> that like a, a critic who's written a book about it likes, but no one will ever play. 
And it's like, cool. I could buy it for nine cents at Super Potato, but I don't want to fucking play it. There's a difference between like cool box art and shit game. You know, it's just a point. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, um, actually, yeah, I, I have. There, there were some new SNES and NES games announced. Tell me if you've heard of any of these. Um, so we have Wild Guns. Oh, are you on their Twitter? Because it, oh, like, no, it, it, the Schrodenfraud is so good on their Twitter because every comp they get ratioed every single time. <laughs> Yeah, you, you always send me screenshots of just like the, the, the people just do not care about these new People are just like, why isn't there Donkey Kong Country? Or like, you know, or why isn't there like like really basic games? Yeah, th- so the NES game was Rygar. Cool, and then the no SNES one's games playing it. Wild Guns, Operation Logic Bomb, and Panel Dupont. Um, but um, that's the game that was known as Tetris Attack. Um, and it was yes. also Yoshi's Island. And it was made by the legendary Gunpei Yokoi. So maybe Wait, I will give it was, that a shot. It was Yoshi's Island? Sorry, my bad. Uh, the, in, in Tetris Attack, the characters from Yoshi's Island were in it. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I was getting confused. I thought it was going to be the one that was turned into Yoshi's Cookie. But no, that was another useless puzzle. I game. had that on Game Boy. Um, but yeah, I just love that like the comments are just like, fuck you, where's Super <laughs> Mario RPG? Where's... Where's the Donkey like, Kong Country Like, why do they even games? theme it? How dumb would it be to go like, oh, we've just announced like Origami King. This month, it's Mario RPG. Yeah, because like, on, on the Wii, the aforementioned Wii, I played Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars on the virtual console. I also the Wii, which the fir- launched 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I also played Paper Mario, the first Paper Mario game, which um, which started on, uh, on, on 64. 64. 64. And that was like a I sequel, right? That's right, and then I played um, uh, um, Super Mario. Sorry, Paper Mario: The um, Thousand Year Door on my Wii too, because that did backwards compatibility, and I bought the uh, the GameCube disc for Thousand Year. Yeah, Door. I had that on um, GameCube. It was great. And there was a Wii Super pa- um, Paper Mario called Super Paper Mario, which is not really an RPG, and that's when they start getting a bit fucky with it. Uh, that's right, and you could play with the controller on the side, and it was like basically. It was like a fun tech demo. You could kind of like go between a 3D kind of platformer and a 2D platformer. Oh, I had that too. But there was still like an RPG bonkers ass, like, you know, multiple world story going on. I think it was pretty well received too, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was like still a a far cry from Thousand Year. Like that Thousand Year Door is such a good game. Not just because of... So what's what's cool about Paper, Paper Mario... And it's this starts at Super Mario RPG is that like you don't just go like attack and it will take seventeen points of health off your enemy when you attack them. You have to like time when you hit the attack. So for instance, Mario will jump, and if you manage to jump, like push the A button as you jump on someone's head and time it right, he'll do a flip and then jump on them again, and you get like double attack points. And you can team up with different characters and do different kind of attacks and they're all based on almost like a little rhythm game that you play yeah that's right battles and this is something it's that, all that like timing a, a lot of other rpgs have have uh have done their version of i know costume quest the south park rpgs that ubisoft made they use yeah. those um uh the, those attacks as well um but yeah, Paper Mario and, and Thousand Year Door especially just had like such a great story. Thousand Year Door, you play in like a, a version of the um, Mushroom Kingdom where everyone hates Mario. That's um, right. I played that. And you, and you get teamed up with like... Goombas. A, Goom- a Goomba, a Koopa, like all these like random... Yeah, all these random enemies 
but they become your friends and they have their own weird little characters. Uh, it was so good. It's such a good game. There was one super annoying, like crazy fetch quest, almost a parody of a fetch quest where you have to go to like every land you've visited so far on like this wild goose chase that just sends you back to where you started. I remember that being tedious. And then and then once you finish that, you get rewarded with like four hour long bosses. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, that, it sounds like a JRPG to me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like, yeah. But um, I mean, they're, they're really fun. They're, they're, those are the kind of RPGs that I like, like the most. Um, I like the characters. I like the kind of lightness of them. Um, and how fun they are. And I love that, like, yeah, you're always kind of doing something when you're in battles. Uh, but what made Sticker Star so bad was they broke, it was when they were obsessed with, oh, the 3DS is a portable device. So uh, we have to. Oh, uh, it was like pick up we, and play. Like, yeah, people, people only want to play Nintendo games for like 10 minutes at a time. So they like divvied it all up into these like weird little chapters. You revisited levels multiple times. But in really tedious ways And I remember like at one point You have to like Chase a bunch of enemies Throughout Like try and find them In different Different levels And I just I was like I've had enough of this Fuck this man uh, That one was, was like it? Hated right Yeah absolutely hated And I think the next one Which was like I don't know Like Juice World Or something <laughs> Paper Mario Juice World um, Really? And it was, no <laughs> I don't know what it was called. What was it on? Wii U On Wii U Um had a dumb name, right? Yeah, Juice World. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Paper Mario Wii U. Color Splash. Color Splash. Juice World. That's right. Didn't Sonic have a color game as well? Weren't these like Sonic idiots colors. just obsessed yeah. with color? Yeah. yeah. Who idiots. cares? It's like that fun <laughs> run. It was like when the like the color, color run. run. Every yeah, they were just heaps into CrossFit <laughs> and smashing ta- like different colored talcum powder around. But yeah, I mean look, this um. This uh, new Paper Mario game looks like a return to form and it's totally a game that like would just be so well suited to Switch. Like it'll look really gorgeous on your TV, but also will be great. It's always fun playing RPGs in handheld mode. Um, yeah. I'm I keen mean, to it's fun this playing game. them. I know I know you got a hard on for handheld, but I, I, I'm going to go on record and say it's fun playing them either way. I know. I, I like holding my <laughs> hand on hard on while I play handheld. Yeah. You balance it. Yeah. <laughs> You get extra points. <laughs> that's how yeah. um, that's how uh, Miyamoto designed the Switch to be played. Um, but uh, you paint you paint your dick like different colors of the Joy Cons. You pair it to the whatever Joy Con you've got on the Switch at the time. Yeah, I'm gonna play it um, leaning on my the the Switch light that's in my house, using that propped up as a stand. Yeah, I mean, you don't do it with yours because you bought the boring grey Joy-Cons and you don't want to, like, spray paint your dick silver. Well, I mean... <laughs> I got I got the bright red ones, the bright blue ones. I got those banana yellow ones, you know. Yeah, I got, I got, I got a lot got of options one, to choose from. I got the adult ones. Just <laughs> the, like, the ones that match, like, the dock and the console. Yeah, the one I, I that got make- the... A- I got the no adult ones look, to play Paper Mario, good. the Origami King. On. <laughs> no, to play Animal Crossing every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to spend um, the first 10 minutes of this podcast speaking about how I was making 1.9 million bells. <laughs> so that game is uh, is coming out, uh, is it July? Um, July yeah, 17th. Apparently it was just finished as well. That's cool. Good on you, yeah, Nintendo. I'm pumped. Di- that's, that's a big move. 
There's rumors coming out from like different sources that there won't be another direct for any anytime soon. But that's fine if they just trickle out games like this. I don't really like care. Who about knows? Like being... I, I don't believe anything I hear until it's a direct. Like yeah, that's true. I've been. It's just it's foolish to do that. Every time there's mm. like, oh, I saw this list of games on 4chan and it's like Star Fox skateboarding and everyone's like, oh my god, they're finally doing it. And then <laughs> it never happens. Remember there was supposed to be Star Fox racing announced like ten yeah, times. Yeah. That retro like, was it's making. It's just yeah, and th- like the worst part is. Th- the sentence always says on 4chan. And it's like, well, like that's when you should stop. Yeah, and it'll like, be like be- a, a, a picture of like a photocopy that yeah. someone found. Like, oh, it's a leaked note. Yeah, it's, it's like office arms memo. versus... Yeah, um, super arms maker. <laughs> Legs. <laughs> Just finally, finally giving you um, the controls to the biggest franchise arms and now you can make your own <laughs> levels where you fight on <laughs> those flat two-dimensional levels. I wonder, that's, an- that's another Switch game that you played way more of than I did. <laughs> Yeah, and it was only like seven hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I played I, more, yeah. more Splatoon two than you. <laughs> um, but yeah. before um, before Paper Mario um, comes out, there is that um, that fifty one um, Clubhouse Games. Although for some yeah. reason in in Australia and Europe it's called fifty one Worldwide Games. <laughs> I love that Pitbull. <laughs> yeah, Pitbull's the he's he paid it. They're like, oh, we, Australians don't know what a clubhouse is, but they love Pitbull. So we'll call it 55 <laughs> Mr. Worldwide Games. Yeah, it's just different um, game. It's you playing with Pitbull. He's the AI. He's like, yeah, yeah nice move. <laughs> what was the like the brain training guy? It's Oh, yeah, Dr. Do- Dr. Dr. Worldwide's brain training. Dr. Worldwide. <laughs> it's just Pitbull. And it's this the big polygonal face. Of- yes. <laughs> I mean, he did. He's a graduate. You know, it's not far off. He did graduate, as he reminds everyone. Pitbull is like the Guy Fieri of the music world, hands down. It's it's amazing they, they haven't had a show or like an event together. In fact, yeah. I'm just checking now. If they made a Pitbull Funko Pop, I would totally buy that. Damn it, they don't. You can get a, 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 a Funko Pop of the Pitbull from John Wick. Not the same. He doesn't have any songs. No. I mean, maybe, but also... <laughs> um, my Guy Fieri Funko Pop arrived and it is fucking Mine glorious. shipped today. I got Man. the notification. It's so good. Like, uh, I'm going to go get it. Yeah, put it on. He's the third mic. So it's uh, it's Funko Pop number 49. I don't know. It's so weird how they all just have random numbers. Like, what are the Funko Pop... Num- what, the numbering system? Like, where does it... I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe there's like a center Funko Pop, which is like patient zero. And then it's all degrees of how Funko Poppy they are out of that. Yeah, sure. Um, so what would the, like, you'd put like a Big Bang Theory one as number one or zero. And then it's how to figure out. No, it would be like a Batman variant of one of the characters from Big Bang Theory. It would be a Comic Con variant that's, of Big that, Bang that's, Theory. That, yeah. That's patient zero. Funko Pop zero. Yeah. Um, and then, it, yeah, so... Guy Fieri is 49 out of that. So, I mean, look, the, the, the Funko Pop itself is is incredible. It's Guy Fieri in sneakers, a flaming Hawaiian shirt. Um, he's holding a burger. He's got, like, big shades on. So, it's actually masking those cold, dead eyes on every uh, Funko Pop. Um, but, they, but if you look closely, they are underneath the shades. Um, Good. I don't know if you can take the those glasses off. Eyes. But I'll never try. Um, he's got um, his frost, frosted tips, and he's got his like his his brown goatee with the with the white the, the blonde salt patch. 
It's, yeah. a, it's a hell of a hell of a hell what of a footwear look. are we talking? Um, like you know, real shitty Kevin Smith sneakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I got to say an amazing sentence today. Uh, my friend, a friend of the show, Kiko, uh, was was speaking about something to do with Las Vegas. He was like, we were there about five years ago or something, maybe four. I don't know. And he was like, oh, was that um the night we were in Las Vegas? We were like. It was a question or something. And then I was like, yeah, yeah, it's the day we got super drunk at Guy Fieri's restaurant. I was just like, oh, I can't believe, <laughs> can't believe I got to type that. And it's not like a meme. Like we actually got so drunk at Guy Fieri's restaurant. And I was like, that's so sick that like that's factual. So the box, like normally if, if I ever buy like a toy, I get that shit out of the box. I throw the get that shit away. out. Um, but the box is so good. Like you have like, you have like, yeah, number 49, <laughs> Guy Fieri. Dude, and it has 2020 Hey Fam, Angus loves Animal Crossing and you're reviewing Funko Pop boxes. It's like no <laughs> one saw it coming. It's no one saw it coming. <laughs> um, so Guy Fieri's name is like written in like Hot Topic, like kind of like, you know, I don't Put know what font you would cam. call that. Oh yeah, what that's like uh, gothic. A gothic kind, kind of, like of font. Nouveau then, gothic. In the middle, in between Guy and Fieri, is Guy's signature, which is just the word Guy scribbled in red, red with a line beneath it and an exclamation mark. So it says Guy Guy Fieri. Um, guy and, Guy. And <laughs> it's like Mario back, Mario in the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> His name's Guy. On the back, a big welcome to Flavor Town. I love that there's and nothing then, else in the collection. That's such a power move. My like, favorite. There's no collection. My favorite thing about this is you open it up and on the inside of the tab is love, peace, and taco grease. Dude, that's so sick. It's just like, what a great purchase. I, 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 I honestly hope that like, hey fam is responsible for 50% of the sales of the Guy Fieri pop, Funko Pop in 2020. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should set up. We, we recommend so much shit. Actually, it's probably an off mic conversation. No, we'll put it to the team. <laughs> we should set up one of those dumb Amazon things that no Affiliate one uses. Links. Where we, yeah. That no one ever uses. Yeah. Um, but we totally, 
are responsible for so many cunts bookshelves <laughs> and <laughs> and like dumb collection shit. Hell, some of us even sell them clothes. But you know what? It's like we should <laughs> we recommend so many things. Jeff Bezos should be tossing us some uh, bells. Fuck, man, I ch- I tossed him way too much. Like, I feel a little bit of guilt when I use Amazon, but at the moment, it is just too convenient. I don't. I don't like, feel any guilt. <laughs> I need things delivered. I'm a paying customer. Like, <laughs> fuck, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I'll go to an island, <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, last week, I talked about getting the Junji Ito um, uh, art book from Viz. Yes. And, ha- and, and then how- while you told how- me, I ordered a book simultaneously on, on Mike. Well, I didn't, on I Mike, didn't, but didn't tell anyone. What did I say last week? I was like, oh man, I really want to read every Junji Ito book now. Some and dumb like, shit you know, like that. I throw shit around like that all the time. I, I don't follow up on everything I say, but uh, sure enough, the next do. day I woke up and I ordered every single Junji Ito book. Um, yeah. So na- now I have 12 Junji Ito books, including the art book. I've got Tom, uh, Tomi, Uzumaki, Gyo. I've got No Longer Human, Smashed, Shiver, Fragments of Horror, Frankenstein, The Dissolving Classroom, and then I have one about his cats coming called Yon and Moo or something like that. Um, so why why did you get them all at once? Let's talk through that because I think that's um that's a bold thing. What if you didn't like it? I knew I would just from looking at the art. Like even if I hated the story, I knew I lo- already love his art. Junji Ito is a uh, is a Japanese uh, horror manga writer and artist. Um, and uh, he is just like you know he, he's so well revered. I've read like I've read Dissolving Classroom before, and I really liked it. I've read um, Smashed when it came out last year. I borrowed that from King's Comics and read it, and I loved that. And I was like, oh, this is one that I should own anyway. But I knew that like the kind of the, the works everyone talks about of his uh, Uzumaki, um, uh, Tomi, is it to- Tomi A? I guess maybe it was Tomi A. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, ne- we, ne- we never mispronounce things on this on this podcast and, yeah. and, and Gyo and um, I read all three of them already <laughs> and, Spe- and I re- insane I read Frankenstein last night fuck man it's the best I'm reading Tomi at the moment I'm, I'm about a third through Tomi Tomi Dasilo yeah um, that's all I can think of when I see that that little bitch with the dot on her face. You, you just want to hack Tommy Tommy Daslow into pieces, and then he yeah br- com- comes my back to life, <laughs> grows out of your neck. Yeah. No, it's good shit, man. See, we I should ca- be setting up affiliate links so we can buy stuff. Like For you just put uh, fuck it, twelve books. We should be making money on that. You know, that's a good I'm, point. Make a hey fam affiliate link I mean. for ourselves. <laughs> Seriously, we we <laughs> buy so many things. <laughs> what, but yeah, so I, 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 there for whatever reason, all there was like a sale or whatever on Prime last week for all oh, of yeah? books, and every all, I got all of his books for like between twenty and twenty five bucks, and they mm, all I said think like it was like twenty four bucks. They all said like, oh, like two copies available. I was like, shit, better get all of them. And so I did uh, in true me fashion. And uh, man, I, no regrets. Good. It's uh, They look great. They're awesome additions. The the Viz story <laughs> collections and then the, I don't know what the other ones are, but they're, they're these awesome hardcovers, they're so good. And um, Uzumaki, man, when you read that, do you know about, it's about like a small town. Yeah, I know Japan, what it's about. I, I, I know it. Everyone gets obsessed with spirals. And mm. it's like broken up into chapters, and it starts out like with like just one, like it's it's all centered around this one girl, and like her 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 boyfriend's dad starts like she she walks home and bunts into him, and he's just staring obsessively at a at a snail, and then he's like the first to to get this curse, and he he gets obsessed with spirals, and um, 
each chapter ends with like someone dying in a horrific manner because of their obsession, either like or their fear of spirals, and it just like escalates. And the 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 tone of the books is so good. His artwork's like out of control, and I know that like. Tsunami are making a, an animation adaptation. Yeah, I read of, that today um, in black Uzumaki. and white. Yeah, I, I, and so far the, the, the trailer is just stills from the manga, and I wonder if is it going to be actually animated or is it going to be like one of those like motion comic kind of things. Fuck, motion comics can go in the fucking bin. Yeah, so lazy, just <laughs> um, the absolute worst. But there was a Junji Ito collection two years ago, which um, adapted because he's he's best known for all of these short stories and these collections of short stories. Um, a lot of them pe- appear at the at the uh, the end of some of his um, bigger collections. But uh, he has like a number of, uh, of of hardcovers that just have like a bunch of short stories in them. They're all like these like almost like Twilight Zone ish kind of one and done short stories and a bunch of them were turned into anime adaptations on in this Junji Ito collection a couple of years ago and like it just looks so bland and boring and not like his his manga at all. Oh really? Um, yeah it's just so weird. Like and this is this is someone like he's he's this this guy's in Death Stranding. He he uh he, he was yeah. scanned by uh by Kojima and uh he appears as um what's his his character's name? He is like his a, name's a car- manga artist. He's a manga artist, yeah. And His you name's have to, like, manga artist, yeah. You have to bring him, um, like, board games and and manga and and like f- cartoons and shit like that. Uh, and he's he he was the first person that I got five stars with, um, just because I was like, that's Junji Ito. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, what's his name in it? Junji Ito. Yeah, what the fuck's his name in it? But he was also attached to um, Silent Hills, the um, the game that Kojima was meant to be making with... Oh, he um, plays the engineer. The engineer, that's his name. Um, yeah. But so Junji Ito was, was attached to... Was it Silent Hills, the game that never got made, that, that was um, Guillermo del Toro and, no. uh, and Kojima together? What was that one called? No, he wasn't. He wasn't? I don't think so. No, well, he was, it was he just totally Guillermo was. del Toro and Kojima, wasn't it? No, no, oh, he was, I was, I, Yeah. Sorry, I was just thinking of that other one they made. The the one that was on PS4s for a little bit for free and now isn't. Yeah, what was that called? Uh, something demo. What was that um, called? Yeah, here we go. So um, Del Toro cited on his Twitter account that Junji Ito PT. was originally. That's right. A collaborator for the video game Silent Hills, of which both Del Toro and game designer Hideo Kojima were the main directors. But right, so he's a designer. Now, yeah. that w- how the fuck did that game not happen? It's, it's insane, the lamest. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so lame that never happened. But yeah, man, I'm just like binging through all this horror manga now. Um, I was working really late last night um, in my office and I forgot to turn one of the outdoor lights on from my house before um, I came out to my office. Did you get and, scared? Uh, I've got shit scared, bro. I thought I was going to turn it into a snail. <laughs> <laughs> did you really get scared? I was just like, when you know, you know when you are in pitch black. That's where I ba- that's, I bask in it, and that's when yeah, I yeah, start right. to you're, feel. You're, <laughs> you were born in it. Yeah, I merely I merely adopted it. I was molded by it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I, I I got like a little uneasy. I, I may have sprinted back to my house. Yeah, that's cool. It's spooky that's shit, cool, man. man. I've never really read. I mean, I guess I've read like a lot of Western horror comics, but no. Japanese ones, and now I, w- I just want to go the fuck in. 
Yeah, it, it's, you know, reading this, I'm thinking a lot back to that exhibit we saw earlier this year where it's like, you know, or Japan's like obsessed with ghost stories. Yeah, no, totally. I just finished... And you're um, like, oh yeah, this is like a modern version of blah, blah. Demon Slayer just finished this week as well. The um, It's a anime that everyone the Kid loves. Cudi, the Kid Cudi album. <laughs> There's a manga uh, called Demon Slayer and it has, that's, you know, I, it's pretty self-explanatory, but that, that had its last <laughs> chapter this week too. <laughs> How many issues? Uh, like 200 and something. It was a... Oh, a Gentleman's 200. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> gentleman's 200. It's actually... Pretty good for manga, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, uh, the it it ended in like this big crazy battle last issue. Like there's this massive battle that that was that, that has been going on for like you know seventy chapters or whatever. And then the final chapter it like jumps forward, like to present time because it's set like a few hundred years ago. And you see like yeah. the descendants, the descendants of oh my guess of the it's main Beeman characters. <laughs> Demon player, <laughs> and you're like, here we go again. <laughs> it was a super goofy finale, but I would still recommend it. It's fun. <laughs> Demon player. The I think I, I I am definitely gonna read Naruto just so I can read Baruto and, and tell you Seriously? all about what happens to Baruto. I want to read just Baruto. <laughs> I'm gonna go gonna go in cold, and I want I want to see if it works. <laughs> I just love that. That's that's so funny to me. <laughs> Baruto. <laughs> Just if to call something younger is putting a B in front is so good. <laughs> what was that? Um, you sent me a screenshot this week of uh of a an eShop game, um, because <laughs> I like I I like and it made me think. I got my you know Switch here. I should be able to bring it up. You sent it. Yeah, it's called Disc Master. <laughs> oh yeah, it was like just a pig <laughs> dressed up as Harry Potter, but it has nothing to do with the game because it's like it's snorts and crosses or tic tac toe. Just like so, yeah. insane. Didn't it's so? Like, didn't a game get through this week that's a complete ripoff of another game, like a clone game? And there's like no quality. Like on Steam, you know how those games just. Yeah, I think when you buy when you buy Unreal Engine, they give you like artifacts that you can make your own game with, but like only as a mm. like, to play around with in the with mm. the tools. But someone just straight up published the game using the like you know the artifacts that they give you in in the engine. Um, and you yeah. can buy it on Switch now. Jimquisition did a, a video on it. It looks so funny. But it's just the quality like control in these games. There's none whatsoever. I, yeah, I, I, it's hard to find a game on here. I've been on it recently. Well, I had to go on it because I up, updated and had to like download all the games. There's like, I'd say less than 10% of games have been developed for the Switch that are available for it. It's like the most rubbish catalog of games. Wow, seven hours ago, the uh, trailer for um, Disc Master went up. <laughs> Here we go. Disc Master is, is a game? fun fa- Oh, wow. Welcome to Disc Master. It's just, why is it Harry Potter? Like, I want to sue up. them and I'm not J.K. Rowling. Oh my God, dude. It's just, so it's tic-tac-toe except you play as furries. Like, but like <laughs> Harry Potter furries. Like, so the, pig, the wizard's a pig. I fucking hate it. So these games should barely be able to get onto an iPhone. Disc Master is a fun fantasy version of a classic game of tic-tac-toe with a fun game tw- card game twist. The game features a band of adorable young heroes on a brave quest to save their friend Nubby from the clutches of the <laughs> evil Shadow Master. Man. Oh my God. Master the sword and shield wielding hero dogs, the stealthy karate cats, and fireball wielding fire hogs. 
I fucking hate it. And you see these like 15 cent games and you're just like, it, nothing is good about this. Like, it's just, this is scarier than Junji Ito. You know what I mean? Well, I think, I think Junji Ito is the only man twisted enough to put together the, the Nintendo eShop. <laughs> That's his job. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the curate. <laughs> Dude, there's a game called Stone where you play a hungover koala. What? By Convict Games. <laughs> is that just out now? Yeah, well, it, it's about... 10 scrolls down the main page, which means it probably came out half an hour ago. Yep. Seriously, That's none so of these right. games are made for Switch. They're all ports of Steam yeah. games, right? Like, or, there's or, like or less than games, 10... Yeah. yeah, there's it's it's insane. I, and, and they they brag about it and they're like, oh, there's a thousand titles on the Switch or whatever. And it's like, no, there isn't. There's like 20. <laughs> and the rest are just like piss poor. Like the fact what the golf is on there for like $29 is just insane it's crazy that they've like because like that was announced as like the first time we ever saw it was in an indie showcase but then was it really yeah then it was a launch game for apple arcade and so like you know you could essentially play all of it for free for that first month that you get for free on any apple device and more people definitely own an apple device than they do switches it's crazy that that's only coming out for switch now just some of these games. The, the we- Wackers are the ones that are like $47 and are obviously a port of something. And you're just like, what are you doing? Like, you're going to confuse some poor idiot into buying that. Yeah. No, it's insane. <laughs> it, it's it's the worst eShop. I, um, I, I hate it. It makes me like like the Switch less, like looking at it. Yeah. Like part of me likes the fact that it just shows like the most recently released stuff, but because, you know, when you go to PS4, like, you only see the quality stuff. But, like, sometimes I want to know, like, what the new stuff is. But, yeah, like, you the, flip of, of that. the flip of that with the Switch is just, like, it, you you just see so many games that you never want to play in your life until you see And, like, that you all, all those might. fucking virtual novels, and they're, like, yeah. $70. Or, like, and horny Mahjong like, games. Well, they're the, yeah, they're, 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 there's, like, so many that are $70 plus, and they're just, like, virtual novels. It's insanity. Mm. Yeah, it sucks. Um, it is without, without a doubt the worst shop. <laughs> I, um, I hate looking at it. I got to close it. <laughs> so the last thing that I want to talk about before we hit the PayFam switch and talk. Remember about they used the to real, put a fucking a seal shit. on Nintendo games. <laughs> Remember like the seal of quality. You're right. This is what I want to talk about instead. <laughs> no, but it just it the you know they've strayed so far. Angus, before we put um, the PayFam uh, se- se- the, the PayFam seal. On, uh, I know what you on, want to talk about The next hour uh, who, who do you think I want to bring up? A real one Josh Trank Oh no I was thinking of Fred Willard Oh damn Fucking Fred Willard died let, let, Let's yeah. save that for PayFam Someone that we love a lot In comedy and movies Is Fred Willard And he mm. died this week He was old as hell like In his 80s Yeah he was like 86 What a great But he was, he was still working Like he just, he's about to show up As Steve Carell's character's father In that um Space Force, Space Force. Uh, show on Netflix at the end of the week. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to that a lot, actually. Um, so is that the, the end of this week? Or, or early next week. It's like, it's like the end of end of May. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, like, he was totally still working. Like it's, he was in the other Netflix show that I think you should leave in that hilarious like hurdy-gurdy piano sketch. Yeah. Um, but we, I thought we could go through some of our favorite roles of him because I know that you don't allow yourself many public RIPs of dead celebrities. Yeah. And I know that he means a lot to you. 
So I'll, I'll, yeah, I love I'll, them. Yeah, I love that man. <laughs> so we'll, we're, we're going to go through some of our favorite things that uh, Fred Willard have done has done on PayFam this week. Before we get there, um, Josh Trank, he directed Chronicle. He directed Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, and then almost directed he, Boba Fett. <laughs> and so he's he's just directed Capone. Um, which had another Tom, name with, for a long while, which, which we spoke about last week. And yeah, yeah. He read reviews out and, and Al Capone shits himself and Tom Hardy plays him. And it just sounds so good. Um, <laughs> there was an out of control um, interview with Josh Trank that came out earlier this month on Polygon.com. It's called Is Josh it up Trank there with, the, would you say, with the Johnny Depp one where the guy is hanging at Johnny Depp's place and he's drink, you know, he's got like the $60,000 of wine. He doesn't, he doesn't quite reach the level of insanity. Like Josh Trank is a bit more level-headed than drunk-ass Johnny Depp. Because he's young uh, in the game. He, you know, get, Josh Trank in 15 years. Now that might you, be a different Trank. You can tell that there's, there's an insane person within Josh Trank yet, but you're right. I don't think he's fully... He hasn't reached his final form yet. He hasn't acted in like five Pirates movies yet. We, we haven't seen you... J- Josh Trank, Ultra, Mega, Violet or whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- this it's called Josh Trank, the post-disaster artist, and it goes through his entire career. How Like, you know, his early upbringing. Granted, I knew all of that already because... I listened to three hour-long episodes of him doing Kevin Smith's oh. Batman on Batman podcast, and it was it, just before Fantastic Four was about to come out. It was like it was in the lead three up weeks in the lead up, yeah. and then they were like, "So we'll see you next week. We'll finish this off." And he's like, and, "Yeah, and like, yeah." For sure. and, and by then, the movie will come out, and like he's like weirdly positive about it, and then and I think at that point, Smith had like seen the movie, and as per usual, like liked a movie, which was very out of character for Kevin Smith. But he was like, yeah, this fucking movie rules. Remember he was like giving no, no, his no, no. He hadn't seen it yet. He hadn't seen it yet. Oh, he hadn't Kevin, seen he, it. He actually, he addresses it. He was like, well, fucking that happened. Like it's, it's actually like That's a really right. hilarious, candid Kevin moment. And um, Steven, does he, did, did, what's, what's Josh Trank's relation with Steven Spielberg? That comes up, doesn't it? Remember there well, was like so, some weird link? Well, yeah, the, the link is that he, Spielberg made his first movie when he was 27 and Josh Trank wanted to beat... No, when he was 28. And Josh Trank wanted to beat Spielberg and make his first movie when he was 27. That was... Sure. Uh, that's what that's he wanted right. to do. And so, like... <laughs> <laughs> he like he actually worked on like a lot of things that I liked. Um, he did that, that um, Patton Oswalt movie, Big Fan. He did a lot of work on that. Um, the Rob Seigel, Siegel movie. Did you, did you see that one? I don't know that one. I know Ratatouille. Yeah, he, he's yeah he's he 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 played Remy the Rat. I've, I've, I've seen Ratatouille, so yeah. Um, but man, this article is it's just it's so crazy because it goes <laughs> through like like he 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 started reading up on like the the crit, like the the Twitter outrage over the fact that Josh Trank was the one who pushed for Michael B. Jordan to play um, Johnny Storm. And everyone was so upset, like, how dare a black character, a black black actor play a white character? Mm. And, like, he, he, like, went deep into, like, reading up people, like, you know, sending him threats. He was getting threats on IMD message boards and he thought people were going to shoot him. And so he started keeping <laughs> a loaded thirty eight on his nightstand. And the quote is, I was so fucking paranoid during that shoot. If someone came into my house, I would have ended their fucking life. When you're in a headspace where people want to get you, you think, I'm going to defend myself. Trank returned the gun after wrapping production. 
Um, so that's why you can tell there's a level of like you know like like unease to a lot of what he says unhingedness yeah unhingedness absolutely um but there is it is like a kind of like a, it's a redemption story of sorts because even after like the, the, like you know that's just before fantastic four which is one of the worst reviewed um and worst like uh it's like a, a, a box office failure most recent box office failure i think i think besides like it's all they're all fox movies the big failures Either Fox or Sony. Um, oh yeah, that. Oh, I guess Dark DC Phoenix. too. Yeah, um, but like Fantastic Four is just a new level of failure. I remember like when it finished, I just couldn't believe how bad it was. Um, it felt it was like a I hadn't seen a a, a superhero that bad since Wolverine Origins. Um, <laughs> so tired. And uh, just what the day before the movie came out. Trank tweeted like you know somewhere out there is is a version of the movie that I finished that was actually good but oh well I guess you'll never get to see it so totally like just shot himself and the movie in in the foot before it even came out and uh, that's right like, we went through his Twitter like two weeks ago remember he was like saying some crazy shit on Twitter yeah he has a letterboxed account just like the boy Uwe Boll um, yeah yeah and, and he reviewed Fantastic Four <laughs> and said it wasn't as bad as he was expecting it to be um, <laughs> that's such a power but, move the redemption arc, though, is he, like, you know, powers through. He gets a second chance, I guess. He finds an investor to make this Al Capone movie, and he chases. He really wants Tom Hardy. Who is that? Who gives him money? I, I'm so cute. I want to I wanna explore that. You, they do talk to him at one point um, in, in right. the article. It's a, it's a super long article. It took me, like, almost an hour to read. Um, but uh, so he go, he flies to London um, to, to, to hang out with his actor of choice. And I just love Which this is, line so much. And Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy is one of the dream guests. He's, he's always a, a mic on for Tom Hardy, like, right? Especially like after his Venom he, performance. His Venom performance, the leaked MySpace photos of him just being like, yeah. a, like, like just a ra- ba- raving. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so here's the quote. Uh, Trank and Hardy hit it off. They were both prone to long abstract conversations about art. They were no bullshit <laughs> about the industry. They loved vaping. That's just, yeah. Just that, that, like, that, those two words, those three words say more about, I think, like, you know, th- th- than the, the Rolling Stone Johnny Depp article that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. when you, that's when you found brethren, isn't it? When it's just like, <laughs> oh, they liked, va- they loved vaping. It's also not like they enjoyed vaping. Like, they loved, loved vaping. vaping. Absolutely. Like, and even, like, fuck, even. There's another even another line. There's another reference to vaping in this. The first time I talked to Josh Trank about Fantastic Four was also the first time he slowed down. After a deep breath of vape, <laughs> he recounted the details <laughs> of the shoot like Robert Shaw delivering the, his Jaws monologue. Um, it's an incredible article. Um, I, I I just love the fact that it, there's a timeline where this cunt made a Star Wars movie and like, and they talk all a- about that. Um, and there's a really like a real bummer moment. Um, so in June, the Hollywood um, reporters, Kim Masters, who originally reported the fan- on Fantastic Four the year prior, took the opportunity to ask Kathleen Kennedy and Steven Spielberg about the director. She said, so when you look at the young directors, how do you know you're not hiring another Josh Trank? She asked, who is that? Steven Spielberg <laughs> wanted. <laughs> That's so funny. It just That is, um, yeah, the, the, you can see he's heartbreaking on television. Yeah, I mean, to his credit, like... Spielberg didn't hire him to do anything, so like I don't know. No, of course not. He's an old man. He's he's got sea biscuit. He makes on the like brain. bridge he make of spies. 
No, he made Warhorse. Warhorse. <laughs> Bridge of Spies, Warhorse, and uh, that newspaper one. You know, he's he's doing all yeah. those weird, weird modern era Spielberg movies and, that and all Ready seem Player like they're one. made by different filmmakers. Man. But last 10 years of Spielberg is fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure we've done it, but it's like BFG, Ready Player One, <laughs> War Horse. Are any of them good? What was the last good Spielberg movie? Tintin. Yeah, true. Um, but look, I really want to watch Capone now. I, 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 Same. I, I, just, I, I always wanted to. Yeah. I, how much is it? Oh, is it out? Yeah, it's, it's out. It came out on March 12th. What? Internationally? You sure that ain't that? Dumb fuck. Um, uh, so it's on Prime Video, maybe. But you know who's in it. No. It's like it's it's Tom Hardy, Linda Cardinelli from Freaks and Geeks, and Cardellini. Uh, and oh, uh, yep, sorry. And uh, and uh, she's. <laughs> I will even Haw- I'll you out on that one. Mrs. Hawkeye. Um, and uh, and oh. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then Matt Dillon, Kyle McLaughlin. Um, it's a fucking good cast. I don't know. I'm, I'm like. I can't find Pretty- it. I don't think it's out here. Can you find it on uh, on iTunes? Oh, it's only no. on the US. You're kidding me. Damn it. This sucks. Is it on US iTunes? It's on Oh, you're right. Yeah, we have US iTunes. Maybe we should buy it on US iTunes. It's, yeah, uh, I'll do it. 9.99 to rent it. Oh my god, Tom oh. Hardy's face looks so wild. And like yeah, it goes <laughs> into like old. <laughs> big descriptions of like Josh Trank like putting too much diarrhea on Tom Hardy for a scene <laughs> in which Al Capone shits himself. That's so good. Like he he took Damn. it upon himself to like to be the guy who puts shit on Al Capone. I think Al Capone needs a, a little more shit in this scene. <laughs> that rules. Um, yeah, man, fucking crazy shit. Trank um, me later. <laughs> definitely read that article. And yeah, we're gonna try and watch Trank. Maybe for the sorry, uh, Capone. <laughs> They should make the Trank, Trank. movie. Um, oh man, they also talk about like um, like he clashed Trank. heaps with with Miles Teller, who um, who oh, played yeah. Miles Teller is like a, a notorious cunt as well. I'd love to be in a room with those two. Apparently, he's, crazy. he's just like one of the worst dudes. It's so funny because he's such an average bloke. Like he's not. Yeah. <laughs> Miles was, Teller. And like Whiplash is great, but like, was he one of the things that I loved the most about Whiplash? Oh yeah, there's some like stories about him. What else has he done? To... He's in that Nicholas Winding Refn series. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The one that's what that is on Prime. No I'm just reading out. a Ranker article here, and you know I. Uh, it's it's called Why is Miles Teller Twelve Reasons Why Miles Teller is the biggest douche in Young Hollywood. <laughs> uh, he was in he was in War Dogs with um Jonah Hill. I've never watched yeah. that before. Is, is that good? All right, you tell me that I I haven't seen it bizarrely enough. Um, you tell yeah. me this. Um, he blamed the bar after being arrested for public intoxication. <laughs> is that good or bad? I reckon that's a kind of a, a power move. That's <laughs> amazing. Like, yeah. That's like well well, officer. If we want to get to the root of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> to this bar um, He He makes rape jokes and But it was the bar's fault Those are the bar's fault That was also so, the No he said At the end of an Esquire interview Teller ordered Anna Peel an Uber She told him about Some sexual assault accusations Aimed at the company In response he said He ordered the Do not rape service Oh my god <laughs> He makes lame jokes About his dick Look I'm not gonna t- Make anyone Lose points for that one he talks trash on his own movies. Oh man, I think in that's fine. 
In 2015, Esquire wrote an article on him called Miles Teller is young, talented, and doesn't give a rat's ass what you think. He looks he looks insane. I kind of I, I think he kind of looks like young Bob Dylan. Miles Teller is still upset about being called a dick. <laughs> he insulted his contemporaries. He calls Joaquin Phoenix Walk, even though he doesn't know him. <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Walk. Guac. I like that. He almost got into a fist fight with Josh Trank. I think that's good. I, I think for both of them, they both get points for that. Definitely. He sent um, Damien Chazelle a nasty text after getting passed on for La La Land. I mean, <laughs> that's business. Oh, this one's... I, I always rem- uh, he has a bicep tattoo dedicated to 32-ounce beers. What? <laughs> so, he has a Roman numeral on his arm, which is... Uh, it says 32 crew... And it's because in Florida, he could buy 32-ounce beers with him and his buddies. And they all drank beers one night and got a tattoo that said 32 crew. That's so funny. I mean, it just get sounds those, lame. Let's get those tattoos. Yeah, 32 yeah. crew. He's a douche. Um, yeah, he, you su- gotta, he sucks. You got to watch back. You got to watch um, Fantastic Four, man. It's such a shock. Yeah, I know. Tim Heidecker is in it at least. <laughs> yes, I forgot he's in it. He's fucking... <laughs> He Reed like Richard's Richard's dad. dad. Oh my god! <laughs> or is he a teacher at the school? No, he's dad. I, I think he's the dad. I got, no, maybe he's a teacher. I can't remember. He's one of those things. Yeah, I've got to watch it. Tim Heidecker is in that and Ant Man too, and the watch. <laughs> Insane. And he's the he's the husband in Bridesmaids. I love when he shows up in movies. It's so funny. Tim died. I mean, this is a good tie into the second one. Tim Heidecker could well have the in mainstream movies the. Fred Willard effect Where you appear in a scene or two And steal the show Well I mean of course And they, they collaborated a bunch of times They collaborated Talk about them. that In PayFam yeah. So every week we do two episodes of HeyFam uh, This one's called HeyFam The other one is called PayFam And you can get it by <laughs> heading to Patreon.com slash HeyFam Five dollars a month Gets you two episodes of HeyFam Every single week Hour long episodes Mind you um, Plus access later. to our Discord uh, <laughs> Should we call this episode Trank Me Later of course <laughs> no, we'll, um, And we'll get that We'll get that tattooed In Roman script Oh perfect um, And yeah We're going to be talking About Fred Willard And uh, the big news This week is By popular request We are going to do um, A good chunk On uh, Kind of like I feel like we did Like hours upon hours Of, of PayFam um, Episodes About Tumix Last year Tumix oh, of yeah. course uh, the Korean. Some would um, say PayFam was started last year to house Tumix kind of yeah. conversations. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's a. You maybe you get served these ads for uh, horny Korean comics, uh, but Tumix is a service uh, that has given us such gems as my aunt, my stepmom, and closest, closest neighbors. neighbors. And um, uh, Angus, the, the roommate. Fawn. What is it? The roommate. Yeah, my roommate. My yeah. roommate. <laughs> we're both we both are VIP subscribers. We spend thirteen dollars Australian a month to have <laughs> access to them all, and to we read, both dust off our accounts uh, recently and to read a lot of catching sex, up to do. Sex comics that make neither of us horny. <laughs> yeah, if anything, my penis has gotten smaller since reading two mix. <laughs> um, but we both caught. Well, maybe up that's on just because I'm looking at Mike's dick the whole time, and so you know. Yeah, so uh, we, we, Angus caught up on, on my aunt and uh, we're going to go through frame by frame uh, what what I think is a series at its, its peak a, of creativity. It's, it's, it's a really strong arc. It's, 
It, yeah, it's great. I, let's not say anything. Let's just save it for PayFam. Um, Patreon.com slash HeyFam. Come and hang out with us over there. Um, <laughs> and hang out with us there every week. Um, we'll see you then. Enjoy the rest of your week and see you soon. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.